Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. So, Mark, a first defeat for the Lions yesterday against a good South African in inverted commas A side. What did you make of it? To a started, it's on. Uh, you know, physicality didn't jump 10 levels, jumped 50 levels. Like, that was a really hard game of rugby. And it, if ever we needed a reminder of what South African rugby is all about. We saw it there with the absolutely supreme physicality of the contact that the Africans bring and the complete aggression. And it, it, it shocked the lines. It took them a while to adjust. Um, and, you know, I've got to say the better team won, for sure, the better team won. So it was exciting. It, it reinvigorated the tour from these facile 70-point, 50-point wins. And uh, it showed up a few weaknesses in the Lions, showed up a few weaknesses in the South Africans as well. But if you consider that that's the first sniff of international rugby that those South African players have had since the World Cup, it shows uh, the boost that the uh, Lions have taken on, mate. They, they, were, they were tough, hard dudes. It was, it was really good, really enjoyable. You mentioned the physicality there. First half, the Africans pretty hard not to crack, weren't they? The likes of Peter Steftatoy and Netzabed, catch off some big, big men. The Lions just couldn't get through them. You know, you, you, you're seeing the Lions in the last couple of games, even on contact, they'd end up on the other side and get a good place or pop the ball or do something. They just couldn't, couldn't even get parity. Like the physical strength of the South Africans was astonishing. Uh, there was one point where Mauro Toje was doing a pick and go, and which seemed to last for the vast majority of the match. There was there was pick and goes going way too many. They drive me mad. But Toje has got under Estevez, like he's physically got under him about half a meter from the try line, and Toje is trying to drive the score a try. Estevez is over him, so he's in a bad position. Not only does he stop the great Mauro Toje in his tracks. He lifts him up, twists him, and drives him back from a position of weakness. And I was sitting here going, that, that's Mauro Atoja. He just picked up and ragged old, you know? Like, it, it was extraordinary. And wave after wave after wave of uh, Lions attack on the try line was foiled by this staggering uh, physicality of the Africans. Now, the Lions got it wrong. Um, when, when there was two sin bins just before halftime, 13 men on the field and almost no time on the clock, the Lions got a penalty. 
Now, why, oh, why, on God's green earth, they didn't take a scrum there to force the, lion, the, the South Africans into a pack. They would have packed with seven men. There's still a scrum half down so that they would have had seven backs, uh, possibly against five because it depends what they do with the scrum half. If they don't have a scrum half, they play a back row. Like it's 101 stuff, but they tap the ball. This is exactly what the South Africans wanted. So they should have scored a try before halftime. And I have to say, it's very bad captaincy from Connor, if he was calling that. If the, if the message came from off the field, okay. But that, if it comes from off the field, that's even worse because it should have been a scrum. They then had a line out at the beginning of the second half. They got a penalty kick for touch and they ran a five-man line out. I'm going, well, well, that's just what the South Africans wanted because it, it nullifies their their thirteen their two man disadvantage having thirteen men. The Lions should have taken a full line out, forcing the Africans to make decisions on numbers and then attack wherever the space was. And they didn't have numbers, so they certainly didn't manage that period of time well. They got ten points, but uh, if you did that against a New Zealand side, if you had thirteen men against a New Zealand side, they'd score three tries. Game's over. And the Lions should have scored a minimum of one more try. But, you know, that, that, was, that cost them the game in the end. You can't make mistakes like that and miss opportunities like that at the very top end of international rugby. And that's what they did. The Lions did come back. They did fight. And that's to be, a, uh, well, it's understandable considering how long the Africans have been out. But I thought that 10 minutes was, was really, really poor from the Lions. And I learned from it, but it did cost them a game. You mentioned that decision-making, whether it came from Connor, other players in the pitch, or up in the coach's box. Is that a worry to you, Matt? Um, who should delegate those decisions and make a strong decision and say, look, we need to take the scrum here? Because they obviously did get it wrong. Well, it's a cap for my book, that's the captain. The, the coaches can't get possibly get messages onto the field that quickly on that situation. There's a penalty. There's a few seconds literally to go before half-time. They've got two in the sin bin. You should have those scenarios well and truly worked out at your training paddock. You know, you do the, the what-if scenarios. What if we're a man down? What if they're a man down? What if they're two men down? If they're two men down, you're on their try line and you get a, you want to go for a try, take the scrum because it brings them in for all the reasons we just said. It ex exposes their weakness. When you have uh, the numer numerical advantage a set play like that, especially a scrum, is a it's just it just should be a try every time. A good, good team should score a try every time in that situation. To not call it was appalling. Uh, but to me, as an outsider, it's the captain's responsibility. But then you have to question: Have they have the coaches gone through that with the team? Now you would think so. You know, these these are you know Connor's. You know, he's a 100 test man. He's right at the top of it. He shouldn't know that. But so should all the players around him. These are all the best players in Ireland and, and, and the British Islands. Like that, that should have been said, no, scrum, scrum, scrum. And I couldn't see any of that. Like the tap and go from there, you know, I thought was, was pretty mad. It was just, it was, it was a lesson in futility because they just got the absolute tripe beaten out of by, by the South Africans. Yeah, it was a difficult enough night for Conor Murray. It's easy to say the captaincy affected him and everything like that. You know, Alwyn Jones is obviously back on benches this weekend. But uh, how did you feel his performance did go, Matt? Some good, some bad. Um, you know, he, he, he showed a lot of bravery. He got belted a few times. Um, 
the Africans showed their um, their tactics. You know, they were laying on a lot of players, holding them in the rucks. Um, certainly, you know, maybe giving Connor a little clip here and there just after. I don't mean I mean punching or anything like that. Just giving him a, a, a shirt pull, a bump, a jag, just to throw him off his rhythm. Uh, he kicked pretty well, and and they showed their kicking tactics against the South Africans. Going to see a lot of kicking in this uh, in this series, uh, but not all his kicks were great. You know, I, th- I thought it was a, a not a bad performance, but certainly not his best. What overall, Mark? Second half, Lions came back into it. The attack looked a bit better. Would that be fair to say, or what did you you think their attack needs to improve massively if they are to win this Test series? Well, they they attacked like with the tactics that they've been practicing. So they they have a an outlet pass, for want of a better term, for the for the viewers that where the forward gets the ball and he passes back a long way behind him at 45 degrees to usually the out half or a fullback. And that pass was a long way back. And you, it's a good tactic. So what it is designed to give a little bit more room and space to get around the Africans. And they did get to that end of that line. But the passes were taking so long, the South Africans were sliding and they slid very well. Or they jam in and hit the guy even though there was space outside and they'd time it and hit it well. We saw Chislin Colby, who had a great game, come in a number of times, put his body on the line and smash into uh, uh, the, the Lions player that was receiving the ball at the back. So the South Africans were pretty aware of what they were doing. I, I thought against South Africa, the, the, you cannot stand still and receive the ball. You have to be moving on to the ball. That puts your skills under pressure because they're coming at you at a rate of knots. But if you stand still and shovel the ball on, as I thought Farrell did far too often, um, they're just going to tackle the guy next to you. You, you, You've got to commit someone because uh, otherwise it's just passing on trouble. And I thought they passed on trouble a lot of times. They obviously uh, have decided they're going to have to kick a huge amount against this South African side. They tried to kick to to, uh, Mornay Stain, who was was in the backfield. He's He's there out half, not defending in the front line. He's in the backfield and not a tall man. So they were doing a lot of kicking to him and trying to put their, their wingers, their bigger outside backs, Watson and so on, onto them and, and uh, to have a, a mismatch in the air. It didn't really give a lot of joy. Um, but I can see what they're trying to do. It wasn't perfect. It, it also, I was quite surprised that the Africans seemed to have a significant pace advantage um, on, on the wings and at outside centre. and. That did surprise me. I, I, obviously, we know Chislin Colby is is lightning, but it wasn't just him. It was it was across the the both wingers and and the uh, outside centres there, M in particular. So I think that's a concern for for the Lions. Uh, the fact they couldn't break the Africans down also on the try line, mm-hmm. um, despite hundreds of bone jarring picks and goes that seem to be like they're never ending. That means they've got to go and rethink that. You're never going to outbash the Africans because that's all they got. The Africans, all they you think what they did all day. They had some breakouts, some individual brilliance. That's exactly what they did in the World Cup final against England. They kicked the leather off the ball. They mauled it. They scrum it, and they kick it, and then they'll kick their penalties and score some breakout tries. Highly, highly successful formula, um, and very hard to break down. And and the Lions found that out last night. 
yeah, as you say, a very effective game plan the South Africans play. From a Lions point of view, Owen Farrell was called in late at 10. I'm a big Farrell fan, but it wasn't as great as evening, was it? No. Pl- played like a 12 at 10. Um, and, and that's really harsh on Owen. As I, I'm, I'm like you, Stu, and I've said on the podcast a number of times, I'm a great admirer of him. He's a fabulous footballer, competitor and leader. Um, a year in the championship has not helped him. And almost all his international rugby this year has been at 12. And it sounds funny to the viewers, but it, t- it just takes time to readjust. You've got less time. You've got your footwork's different. Your, 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 your positioning's different. Your communication's different. The, the way you wind up for a kick is different than when you're as a 12 or a 10 first receiver. And he, he's a quality 10, but he's... You need time at that level to readjust to the position. And especially the Africans give you least time of any team in the world. So he's coming into 10. He, he just, he was rushed at everything he had, for sure. And the result, Mark, as we mentioned, they obviously lost. Is that a big dent um, for confidence or is it actually, you've maybe mentioned it before, a good thing for the Lions? I think it's a great thing for the Lions. I think it's exactly what the doctor's doctor ordered. If you, if the Lions succeeded easily against a very good, you know, A side, and it wasn't an A side, we know that's a, that was a fourth test. There's no two ways about that. That was a fourth test. If they had have succeeded easily, um, I think they could got, could, may have got ambushed. I think this has really put them back on their heels and for, in a good way. Like, you know, like the, the, they've just got smacked in the teeth. These are champion players. These are the best across, across the North they will respond and they'll also sit down and go, this is what we're in for. This, this is what we're in for. So some of those players haven't played South Africa in a long side. The Irish players haven't played South Africa in a long side. The Scots as well, not, not hugely. So obviously the English and the Welsh have. But for everyone to realise what it's like going to South Africa and playing a major series, what it means to the South African players and the people and how difficult they are and the, the style of play that they use, which is just so monumentally physically confronting, even more so than New Zealand. It, 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 it takes some adjusting and they just got the really, got the rebirth, you know. I was sitting here by myself and I was giggling at the beginning there was a couple of bone jarring hits. You could feel the the, the, the uh, fillings in their teeth rattling. I was thinking, welcome to South Africa. You got it, brother. This is what it's like. And it's not going to stop. You got that for the three tests and all the rest of today. And uh, I was very happy to be sitting in my armchair and not experiencing it. But that's what it's like. You know, it's, it's, it's a tough sport out there. And uh, the Lions need to figure that out. And, and I'm, I'm sure they're, they're sitting around today with lots of ice packs, um, but also wiser with some questions and really doing some deep thinking on how they're going to counter that. Can't say I fancy the physicality levels myself, Matt. Um, <laughs> 
If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Who, pros and cons for players, who do you feel put their hands up for the first test in what, about eight days or so time now? And then who maybe ruled themselves out, do you think, Matt? Tough one. Um, I mean, that, that the plus and the minus for the team that ran out last night was that game was in a totally different stratosphere to what the Lions have faced before. Um, you know, Tom Curry, I thought, was player was best player on the ground. I thought he was absolutely superb. Um, uh, Sinclair had a good game. Kenny Owen, the whole front row, uh, Wynn Jones until he hurt himself, and, and he's not... I notice he's not on the bench for this week's game. You know that that might be an injury that rules him out of the first test. But I thought he did a did a pretty good job. Bundiaki had a, a, a mixed bag when when they used him to run the ball. They did later in the second half. I thought he was highly effective, but he got caught on. As, as I said before, the rushing defence of the Africans is like nothing else in the world, and he got caught a few times. And he was trying to be a playmaker. Um, I thought the Maratoja had a good game, still gave away a couple of really dumb penalties at the end of the game. But I thought he's stepped up again. He's getting better as he moves along. Um, you know, the back three, they, they had some good games. As, uh, I thought Rui Salmon, I thought the decision not to give Rui Salmon a try was appalling. I don't know what the uh, TMO was watching, but we were watching a different vision. because on his second reach, that ball was on the line. But I thought, again, he got caught a little bit. Uh, with the pace of the game, uh, obviously some injuries there. Um, the the uh, Henderson had a good game, I thought, um, and and you know Falatel yeah. obviously did some was back to to closer to what we know. Because recently you haven't been convinced by him. No, I haven't. Haven't he hasn't done what he does well, which is carry the ball. And he carried the ball very well last night, um, and, and again a few of the tactics like. The first forward receiver receiving the ball and quickly passing on, we call it a tip-on to the next forward work well. That's where Atoje put uh, Curry through. But, but again, I thought Falatau carried the ball very, very well. I don't think anyone 
ruled themselves out. I'm not so sure Chris Harris is even in the picture. I think he might be a number that's making that up. He didn't do anything particularly wrong. Um, but again, it's going to be what happened. What, what are the unknowns? You know, right now for me, you got Owen and and uh, uh, at hooker, Kyle Sinclair's on the bench and uh, Furlong's starting there. What's happening at loose Well, I'd say Vunapola's got that now with with uh, with the injury to Win Jones. Second row, wow. I don't know. Alan Win Jones coming back. Wow. Like, you know, I wish I had put 10 bucks on that six weeks ago that he'd be playing in the first test. You know, what would you get? A thousand to one. Well, he, he, the, and he's on the bench this week. Like, my goodness. I mean, that's just mind-bogglingly tough, hard, man, how hard he's worked and recovered and to, to even be allowed to get on the plane. So what's going to happen in that second round? I think Toje's one. And it could be anyone in that second one. I, up until I saw Win Jones there, I thought Henderson had it. I thought Henderson played well again last night. A uh, couple of bad, couple of bad lineouts. Not all him. Not all his calling. But there were some uh, a couple of poor throws. Uh, Connor at nine for sure. What's happening at ten? Again, no Dan Bigger. Of well, the three names I got written down, are Dan Bigger, Loom, Williams, and Courtney Laws, who I thought all three were going to start a test, are not playing again on the weekend. So that there's some unknowns there we just don't have. And I bet they're sweating or bigger. He might be ready, but they're not going to risk him because, uh, you know, they've got, uh, they've got uh, Marcus Smith, the luckiest man in the whole of England, uh, is, start, is running on with a 10 number on his back in a test for the Lions. My God. How, how lucky is that play? Hey, fair play to Mark. Fair play to. That's like that's like one of those stories you used to read as a kid. You know, you go go to bed with your boots on one night and you get the call up to go in. Like that's just it's ridiculous. And how sexy? I mean, how sexy is not there? Is I, I, someone's going to have to explain that to me because that's just ridiculous to have Johnny Sexton sitting at home while this. And he's a good kid. Don't get me wrong. And I, I really admire him, but he, he's not the next best 10. And if something happens, he might have to sit on the bench for a test match against South Africa. Wow. That, that's poor. And I have who to knows, say... Who knows, Mark? He might kick three points to win the first test. He might. He might. <laughs> and he's not a bad player. Don't get me wrong. He's not a bad player. He's a good, good guy coming through. I, I've watched him this year and I've been really impressed. With him. But there's no way he's in front of Sexton, is my point. Um, uh, I... I I have to say that this tour so far has had some really big selections uh, and, and leaving Sexton out at the moment is one of them. And I think Ring Rose not being there right now is, is just staggering. Looking around and, and seeing what's happening at outside centre. Um, you know, again, we're, we're, we're seeing Elliot Daly, you know, playing at outside centre again. Like, I know what they're trying to do there. But if you're telling me that Gary Ringrose is behind Elliot Daly and Chris Harris is an outside centre, I'm sorry. I'm just... There's nothing in the form over the Six Nations that uh, that tells you that that's the case. So that there's, there, there has been some real clangers of selections, in my opinion. And uh, what about the quotes this morning from Gatlin saying, <laughs> Razi Erasmus coming on the pitch as a water boy? You should give out water, not messages to the team. What do you make of that, Matt? 
Yes. <laughs> he's right. He's right. Officially not a coach. So coaches can't run and he's not a coach. He's director. Yeah. I, I, I for sure, for sure, it's right. I, I really liked it. Uh, I really like what Rassi was, was doing because to give the South Africans a little bit of leeway, um, you know, they can't bring outside staff in. They've got players and staff um, isolating with COVID. He obviously, you know, the, the, there, there was two members, you know, two coaches down. So, you know, he couldn't just sit on the sideline. There was fitness coaches down. So he's run the water. Um, technically, what Gaddy's saying is right. And I'm sure it won't happen in a test match. But uh, it sort of tells you the desperate stakes they were. But it also tells you something about Rassi. You know, there's a job to be done. I'll go and do it. Um, should he have run, should he have given messages? Uh, technically, not. But uh, look, it's a midweek game. You know, was that the difference between the teams? What's Rassi going to tell them? Bash them harder? <laughs> you know, like, you can't... They, you can't like, they didn't do anything tactically. You go, oh, my goodness, those South Africans, how clever was that? You know, there was zero. They were just physical monsters. And they monstered the Lions. That, that's the most amazing thing about that, that whole process. They're cutting tackling on the trial line of the, of the Lions forwards as they kept going forward, was brave beyond words. But I'm not sure if it's legal because they were just hurling their shoulders at the Lions' shins. But by that, that's so physically demanding. And again, what did they do? They just kicked the ball back. What, Rassi, what was his message? Keep doing what you're doing, lads. You know, like, I don't think that changed the game. Just disappointing, Mark, not to see you bringing on the water back in the day. Oh, I love it. <laughs> Moving Basically, on to this weekend. Um, yeah. Against the Stormers, obviously the last uh, warm-up game before the first test. Hog at fullback and captain. Yep. A couple of Irish boys in the back row. What do you make of, what can we read into this selection map? Well, I, I think there's, there's, there's been a, a bit of a, a silver cloud to last night. That big game was 10 days out, and this one gives them a week. So Gaddy can play pretty much everyone in the squad. There's Obviously, there's a couple missing out, but pretty much everyone in the squad on the Wednesday and the Saturday, a week prior to the Test match. Now, that wasn't going to be the case when the tour was orig originally organised because that A game was supposed to be next week. The way it's fallen now, he knows what South Africa have got, what they're going to do. He's seen what these guys can do. He's going to give these guys a run and they'll have a full week's prep with the test side. Now, that's, that's an advantage for the, the uh, Lions. I think it's also an advantage for the boys playing on Saturday because they, they know what they're up against now. They know what they've got to do. Hamish Watson, who has been outstanding, is going to have to play the game of his life to get in the test side. Again? Um, yeah, again, he, he is. It's the quality of this back row. You know, it is, the, the competition for this back row is phenomenal. How you can justify, so if a player, can't, you play, you leave out and he comes to you, why am I left out and he's a back rower? It's, it's almost impossible to justify the decision because there's, there is a cigarette paper between all these players 
Um, I, I think Ali Price can really cement a uh, position on the bench behind Connor, and he will get time in a test match. That's a big thing. Robbie uh, Henshaw coming back is huge. Matt, um, is there any way if Ali Price has a cracking game, he could start, or is that too far? Um, no, it's not. I'm weighing all that up in my mind because I thought Ali Price at the beginning of this tour had a crack at exactly what you just said. I thought he might. And when he came on against Japan, I thought he was really good, really, really good. As soon as they made Connor captain, I thought, mm, maybe not now. don't think that's going to work. But with Wynn Jones coming back, and if Wynn Jones starts and Connor's not captain, then, the, then Connor's position is not guaranteed. So, yeah, there is. I still think Connor's the preferred choice because we saw against them that they're going to kick a lot, and Connor's the best kicking nine in the world. So Ali will have to do something pretty extraordinary to, to do it. But I think the fact that Wynn Jones is back has helped him. Uh, obviously, Henshaw coming back and the 12 is interesting. I, I, I'm, and I think bigger might be okay, but they're going to hold him, hold him back. So we, I, think, I think if Henshaw gets through that, he'll start a test on the 13 or 12. The other one that's, that's really been, um, I, I didn't think would make the test side, but I, now I, I think has really got a good shot is uh, Josh Adams, um, who I know a lot of his tries have been simple run-ins, but the man just keeps going and going and going and turning up in the right places and working off his wing. I think he's got a real shot at it, as, as do the tight five. Wow, that's just, that's got to be hand-to-hand -hand combat there. Uh, you know, Byrne is fighting for position. No Courtney Laws, that may be a big, big plus for him. He might make the test side from that. I would have him there. I thought he gave away a really dumb penalty last night. He grabbed uh, Faf de Klerk and held him on the ground when he didn't need to, right in front of the touch judge. You can't give away dumb ones and boot South Africa. He, if he, and, and that might come against him because he and Courtney Laws both gave away really poor penalties last night. And he has to, he has to knock that out of his game. Um, I don't think Beard will make the side. Johnny Hill, well, again, second rows, what happens with Wynn Jones? Uh, and, and again, the only other bloke I would say is the hookers are going toe-to-toe. -to -toe. You know, Jamie George, Luke Cowan, Dickie and, and Kenny Owen, they've been... They've been going hard at each other. Uh, but I still think my order would be uh, Kenny Owen Cowan, and uh, a Jamie George with Cowan Dickey not making it, just for a couple of line-out throws. But again, not much between them all. I, I think in most positions, not all, it's still up for grabs. It's, it's still up for grabs. So it's a massive day again this Saturday because oh, there yeah. is no midweek test. It's yeah. a huge day for all these Lions players. Well, the test team will be picked Saturday night. You know, the test, test team. As Ryan Agara told the story the other day, that he uh, he got uh, he got called up on Saturday night by Ian McGee. He says, "I've got great news for you." And he said, "What's that?" He said, "You're going to captain the Wednesday side. <laughs> you don't want to be captain of the Wednesday side the week before a test." You know, I heard him telling I was laughing, but that's what happens. You, you know, the, the test series starts at full time on Saturday because that's when the 22 will go. Some other, so I'd say there'll be some guys will play on the Wednesday that will back up um, on the bench for the, for the Saturday, but that would be necessity. The overwhelming majority won't play. And finally, that result yesterday, you obviously 
got beaten. Did that affect what you think is going to happen in the test? You've obviously spoken about the African physicality, which we all knew. That reiterated it yesterday. How has that affected your predictions, Matt, for the test series? I thought all along, Stu, that it was advantage lines, the way the year, the rugby year has gone for the Africans with the, with COVID and all that, none of their own doing. Um, no, the last that, that the last game they played together was a World Cup final, you know, 18 months ago. For them to come out and play the way they did, well, I was pretty shocked. You know, I know they, they were two breakout tries, but that's what their individuals can do. That's what they did in the World Cup final. They had two breakout tries at the end. I mean, Colby's footwork was 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 mind-boggling. Like that, that he made the, some of the best outside backs in the world look look like stumbos. <laughs> like they just fell over. And he's done it to everyone. Uh, th- they were excellent. The Africans were much, much better than I thought they would be. They were much better than I thought they would be. And um, like I, d- I didn't think the Lions would lose that last night. And now they came back and they should have won it, but they didn't. Now, the, here's the other part. The Africans are going to get much, much better over the next 10 days. They'll get a few of their players, I think, will get cleared out of COVID. They'll get their coach cleared out of COVID. There'll probably be five or six changes to that team. Some of those players that played very well will go back to the bench. So that the Lions are going to face an even tougher challenge in that first test. So I, 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 think, I think this is going to be a much, much harder series and the Africans are going to be much tougher than I first gave it credit for, uh, uh, say, three, three weeks ago. Interesting thoughts, as always, Matt. Great stuff. Thanks very much. Thanks, Jim. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.